Hey everybody, in case you missed the big announcement, the If You're Listening Patreon is up and running right now. We've got bonus episodes every two weeks, we've got merchandise, we've got stickers. If you donate within this month, we've got all kinds of great stuff over there. It's at patreon.com slash if you're listening. Now here's today's episode. Montauk, Oyster Bay, Ronkonkoma. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. Okay, usually I do not understand your intros, but I think I understand why you did that one today. <laughs> um, hi, Ramsey. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, not really. I didn't sleep well last night. <laughs> I'm lying to you. <laughs> Just, you don't have to lie on this podcast. You can you can let it out. It's no, fine. The listeners expect me to be a baseline of the happy one, so I can't, I can't lie. Oh, that is that is true. You are the happy one on the podcast. I'm the thoroughly what i don't know <laughs> yep that's right and uh <laughs> it's fine thank god we have a guest today to help balance this out <laughs> uh yeah in fact with us let's just bring him in ladies and gentlemen comedian and podcaster john gabris is here welcome hi thanks for having me i'm happy and surly so i'll be sliding <laughs> right in the middle like our boy malcolm perfect <laughs> you're ernie and bert all together Thank you. That's the, that was the intro I asked for originally, and you said we should probably just say comedian and podcaster. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. And I know this is an audio medium, but I just want to say, Ramsey, your background is very 2021 bleak. <laughs> it's just like a blank wall with four masks hanging on it. It's just like <laughs> brutal. It's true. Like, yeah. Uh, it's like this is where the rebels stay like, <laughs> yeah. in between in between food raids or something. Yeah, I'm I'm right by the uh, exit into the uh, the blast zone, so we can right, gear exactly. gear up right in this station. <laughs> oh boy, oh uh, boy. Yeah, this is maybe the third episode we've done with video, and I kind of forgot that other people can see me. <laughs> I noticed it when we. I mean. Spoiler, people, we recorded yesterday, and I did notice it yesterday and thought, and was just, you know, that's a lot of hooks for masks, individual. <laughs> but granted, I do have all my masks on one hook, and they constantly fall off onto the floor. So maybe I need more hooks. Yeah, you got to distribute. Yeah, I don't know. There's my mask hooks. Oh, wait. Right here. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Inside the closet. Oh. It's a good spot. See, I have my next to the I have my next to the door because now that I live at I work at home, live at home. Um, now I, I finally like started. It's... I transitioned to living at home. <laughs> yeah. I used to live and work in my office, and now I've been living home. And then the quarantine hits, and now I got to work here too. <laughs> <laughs> Previously, I was just paying rent and keeping my clothes here. You had the was... balance perfectly. Yeah. I mean, that is New York life. If that's I, that's where you guys live, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is New York life. It's like I have a place that I pay three thousand dollars a month to keep my clothes at. <laughs> I mean, prior to this, that was very much not as bad in 2019, but like 2017 or 2018, I I was basically paying rent on a closet and I lived on an airplane. So (laughs) like I probably should have paid both California and Illinois state taxes that year, but not New York, like somehow. All right. So we're going to get the uh, IRS is coming after us and Spotify. Great job. <laughs> I don't think it counts if you don't have. Per- I just lived in hotels. It's fine. Okay. Um, all right, let's ta- let's talk about music. Um, Finally, <laughs> <laughs> not 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 those damn New York rents. Um, <laughs> they are too damn high. They, I heard this. They are. They, I, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're actually going down right now. But um, <laughs> uh, John, would you like to tell everyone what? album you have brought for us to do today i brought what is potentially the first album i chose for myself Huge. based on seeing a single or hearing a single seeing a single puts me in a very specific generation <laughs> but seeing a single hearing it saying i want to get that requesting it getting it and coming back and putting it in my disc man and or um uh, boom box and just running through it we're talking about 1994's Weezer, the Blue Album. Self-titled, Perfect. but everyone, colloquially called the Blue Album. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what was your initial intro? Was it a video? Was it the radio? What was, was it? Windows 95 disc? <laughs> yeah. 
It was the music video for Buddy Holly. Yeah. I feel like I was in sixth grade or fifth grade at this point. Uh, it must have been sixth grade because I started playing D&D in sixth grade, mm-hmm. which is also <laughs> now we're just like, hey, I'm 40. And here are the two things that kind of <laughs> unlock my, the rest of my life. I started playing D&D and listening to Weezer in sixth grade. And then I had <laughs> issues with girls and the desire to be uh, a comedian uh, for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two of you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why I thought when you guys asked me, I was like, has anyone done the Blue Album? I'm assuming every comedian who's come on is like, here's my question. Here's the one album I remember. I think sometimes people are trying to, like, bring a cool album. So I do think sometimes people are trying. No, I'm not. I'm not dragging any of our previous guests. I love them all Please. equally. Um, some I, no, I'm not dragging any of our some previous I, guests. <laughs> I, I refuse to speak on how I feel about our current guests. <laughs> We'll see at the end. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll talk about him next episode. <laughs> and some people bring on fucking basic ass albums. <laughs> like yours truly. I just pick Queen's greatest hits. <laughs> Beatles one. I'm we're gonna we're gonna eventually get there. We're gonna run out of albums. Um that's I a do- big concern <laughs> a few weeks into a music podcast. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm worried we're almost out of albums. Maybe out of <laughs> You're almost out of Weezer albums, maybe, but that's it. Not, e- not even close, actually. <laughs> I know. I forget. Right. Because we're done with Weezer albums in the 90s, and now you have the uh, 14 that have come out that's since right. 2012 or yep. whatever. We'll devote an entire month to Hurley. Um, but so when Ramsey did bring this up, I was honestly surprised we had not done this album because I think both of us do love this album. Oh, yeah. um, we've done Pinkerton. Which we also both love. Um, I, as I was mentioning before we started, Pinkerton is my favorite Weezer album. But I also, I haven't gone back to this album in a very long time. I don't know the last time I sat down and listened to this album front to back. Oh, that's fun. That makes, <laughs> that makes me more excited. Uh, I, this one has been, uh, you know, spinning nonstop for uh, 25 years on uh, my, right? About? Yeah, probably yeah. twenty. Yeah, twenty five ish years, twenty five plus years. I've been listening to it, not a ton in the last ten, fifteen years, but sure. a ton when it came out, a ton in high school as I got later on. This is despite I was listening to Pinkerton and like Radiohead and Beck and hip hop in yeah. high school. Even though this came out when I was in like sixth or seventh grade, this is still. I was still listening, referencing it, quoting it, talking about it, putting it on at parties, like up until 2000. And, and I went to college, and then that's when my music taste, at least my public-facing music taste, was like, I still was into all this hipster rock, but music we would put on at places would be have to be like a little bit more like Zombie Nation and Castles in the Sky and like early 2000s hip-hop and EDM and shit. So did, well, okay, so you, you went to a different college than I went to, because I also feel like once I got to college... Maybe we weren't putting on Weezer, but there was always a guy with a guitar playing Weezer somewhere at the party. (laughs) I went to a college that was like majority white people. So Weezer was present. You know, it was there. Yeah. Um, But the uh, the um, it was sort of like it was a a tri-state area kind of Catholic meathead college in a way. So it was a lot of like, uh, you know, like music to dance to, music to drink to, music to try to get laid to, which... (laughs) Weezer is for like an archetype of for right. a certain archetype of people, but like for my college experience, there, we didn't have like a lot of crunchy people at my college. Like where a lot of people meet crunchy people at college, I met like more club kids <laughs> and like <laughs> more guys with Honda Civics at my college. It wasn't that uh, eye opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm 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 from Ithaca, so I under oh. like. I went to Marist College in Poughkeepsie. Okay, uh, I went, yeah. yeah, which is just like a liberal arts Catholic school in the uh, Hudson Valley. So, okay, so this was your introduction. It's I think the video was probably my introduction as well. I'm very curious. I don't, I don't remember if we talked about this, Ramsey. What was your actual introduction to Weezer? Because I know you didn't have MTV. I did not. Yeah, the <laughs> I. Yeah, how did he find any music? Yeah. What? It's true. Yeah, uh, who watched you while your parents were at work? Exactly. <laughs> the uh, recordings of Simpsons reruns that I made oh. on VHS. Oh, there we go. Uh, the other kind of comedy guy. That's the background. right. That's right. <laughs> Slightly more robotic, but you get it. <laughs> I know more about Nixon. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I. <laughs> 
the the green album was the first one that like I jumped onto. Um, what? Yeah. This what? Wild. <laughs> I uh, this is a crazy origin story. <laughs> I uh, I was familiar with the Buddy Holly video exclusively as a postage stamp sized video that was on the Windows ninety five installation disc. As like, look, we can do video. Uh, and what? Awesome. Yep. Also, I, I, how often? How often were you installing Windows 95? Well, once I I wasn't reinstalling it, but once I found out that was on there, it's like, oh, look at this. Oh. I can watch a three-minute video it. now. The uh, the internet has broke my brain so much that you just saying that reminded me, like, I used to, like, put an Encarta CD-ROM oh, in my Encarta. mom's computer and just, like, look at the encyclopedia and be amazed by For fun. <laughs> Thanks. For fun. It was like, this is just information. At, like, wow, it's all in this computer. Now it's like, <laughs> Wikipedia is like, please give us a dollar. You look at us every day. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? I've changed so much. I'm like, I used to look at a disc for fun now. I'm like, hey, fuck. I, if I don't get the answer in five seconds, I don't care about anything. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's ridiculous. My brain is uh, broken, as usual. All, all of ours are. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can't believe you started at the Green Album. That's truly crazy yeah. to me. Um, You're like, I was just a kid, like, smoking hash. Uh, <laughs> said the word hash pipe out loud. Someone <laughs> rep- I got mentioned a song. <laughs> I was on a small <laughs> island in the sun. <laughs> It is it is weird to me though, like because I do feel like I I don't I definitely at the time didn't get the whole album. So this came when did you say this came out? Ninety. Okay, so I was in fourth grade. So yeah, so I don't think I didn't get CDs till like a few years later. But in my head, I associate the Buddy Holly video with the Rage Against the Machine video for Bulls on Parade because I feel like they were. I'm, I'm curious now if it was the same era. Similars, yeah. I just feel like they were always playing um, on MTV. As I would watch it before I would go to school. I've never seen <laughs> the, that video, but is Laverne and Shirley in that one? <laughs> in is the that, Bulls on Parade video? Yeah, is that what they have in common? <laughs> I don't understand this reference. <laughs> uh, because it's uh, Happy oh, Days in Weezer. <laughs> it was a couple years later, uh, I feel like. Because I remember yeah, getting no. into that album, the People of the Sun album. 96. Yeah. Because I was already into the one that had the uh, the very apt. Some of those who work forces mm-hmm. are the same that burn crosses. Weirdly, yeah. recording this January eleventh. Um, <laughs> yep. The <laughs> the um, and I was into the whatever. I forget what that original Rage album was called. Maybe it was self titled, but it was like the black and white cover. Yeah, album. I know what one you're talking about. The one and before like, Evil Empire. Yes, and I got uh, I got Weezer, and like that, like these were the albums I was getting as a kid that were just yeah. like activating my brain in a certain <laughs> See, way. I think I like, did the opposite. I got, I was like, I heard Weezer, and then I went Evil Empire because I think I'm just like a couple of years younger than you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm excited to listen to this now. Um, Hell yeah! I think one of the banger opening songs of an album, uh, and a lot of a lot of good songs. A, uh, a few skips, a few like. Uh, you know, real Weezer heads would be like, no skips. Um, but uh, bangers, the singles that you know from like yep. uh, pop culture are maybe the, some of the weaker songs on the album. It's like fun in that way. Mm. Uh, at least for me, maybe that is like reactionary teen shit where I'm like, you don't even know about In the Garage, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am curious yeah. what, what you'll say is a skip because I I think I would be one of those Weezer heads who says like, I, I don't know if I would skip anything on here. We'll see. Yeah, that... It's t- it's hard. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's like tracks three. Uh, I, we'll get to them when we get there. Yeah, uh, I just sent everyone the album art to oh, look nice. at. Oh, Rims- yes. I'm sorry, Ramsey. I didn't give you an opening to say your catchphrase. Hey, show me that album art. We got it in there. I did. I sent it to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could have drawn you this from memory. This <laughs> cover. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's when I start to feel even as a white male of racist, where I'm like. It's four white dudes. I cannot tell you like <laughs> I now I know all their names, but and I could tell what they look like here. But like if you ask me to be like, which one? What does Pat Wilson's face look like? I'd be like white. <laughs> doughy. I, it's the only surprising thing about this image is that none of them have facial hair, oh, yeah, which became like I, I feel like that became a nerdish thing, but not until later in. I mean, maybe later in my life, certainly because at thirteen I couldn't get a beard. <laughs> but I feel like sure. I feel like in the mid two thousands and uh, like uh, beards became like a hip and also like I'm I'm a nerd like the nerd aesthetic involved beards more. Fair enough. I mean, how old were they at the time? I actually don't know how old they are. I know they're 
Oh, Weezer or Rivers is fifty right now. Yeah. Okay. That makes so sense. They probably could have grown facial hair in the nineties. <laughs> I believe in them. <laughs> maybe it was just maybe they just are patchy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they all could be suffering from low testosterone. I'll let you listen to the music and determine <laughs> if potentially that might be true. Guys, did you know Patrick Wilson is from Buffalo? I just learned this on Wikipedia, which I do not pay a dollar to. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. All right, should we get into this? I'm ready. Hell yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, yep. I mean, this is like, it's like a visceral memory. Like, it, it, it I can feel this in my body. <laughs> This is also still on my running playlist. <laughs> oh, this is on my fi- uh, on my playlist, my finishing playlist, because I listen to books and podcasts when I run. But I, I, I actually do a lot now too. <laughs> it's like the only it's my only multitasking I'm capable of is like <laughs> slowly half jogging while listening to an audiobook. <laughs> and I'm like I'm working out my body and my mind, both sort of a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm embarrassed to tell this but i completely forgot about this until we started listening to it now in college i had to do a speech class and we had to present about a song and i performed this on the ukulele wow <laughs> holy shit a young zoe deschanel uh, about to pop off there i have first of all it was a speech class yeah. why were you doing a musical performance <laughs> uh i think we were supposed to either recite some lyrics or something and i decided that wasn't enough for me to get the approval of the class at my community college. I feel like if I just read these, I'm not going to get roasted enough. But maybe if I bring a ukulele in, that'll get my classmates up in arms against me. It was me and a bunch of 40-year-olds who had to take this speech class. And I'm just all resenting me for doing anything extra. I did, like, because I also went to community college. They just look like an asshole. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah. I did go to community college for two years also before I went to four-year school. And I do, like, there were a few of those, like, adult class, like, older people classes at night. And it was, like, you did feel like an asshole if you did anything more than the bare minimum. Because, you know, they had to go home to their fucking families and their jobs. They don't have time to do this shit. I had nothing else to do. (laughs) All I was doing was going to college. Uh, I didn't even... This full album, and this, I'm sure this theme will come up several times as we listen, so many lyrics are burned in my head, and that at various points in my life, I learned what they were even referencing, mentioning, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of metaphorical shit in Rivers' lines, but like even his more literal, like, one-to-one shit completely sailed over my head mm. at 13, then at like 18, I caught a little bit more, then at 25, I caught a little bit more, then at like 30, I'm like, fuck this guy, it's so <laughs> annoying. And that's where I'm still sitting, where I'm like, I love this music. I get the angst of it. But, like, some of his point of views, I'm always like, this guy's a fucking... If, like, my wife worked with someone and she's like, yes, guy, work with blah, blah, I'd be like, oh, fuck that, dude. <laughs> I don't want to hear about this. Yeah. Guy. The Greeks of Like, as soon as you get older, you're like, what do you mean? You, you're jealous? You don't want your girl to laugh for anyone else? Ooh, what that the one. fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we'll get to it. <laughs> Shortly... I mean, we listen to a lot of pop punk on this show, so that's a common thing Fair, that we yeah. have to contend with. <laughs> well, that's my, been my whole life. Like, every type of music I get into, whether it's, like, I always have to then, like, answer for it in some weird way where it's like, oh, you like this, like, misogynistic loser nerd rock? I'm like, yeah, sorry, I don't know what misogynism is right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then it's like, Oh, you like hip hop? <laughs> Wait, I'm starting to see a theme in all the songs I like growing up. It's like hip hop. Oh, misogyny. <laughs> when I, I was in, I got into big beat after we were all listening to Weezer. Uh, my friends all got into ska and punk, and I kind of went the way of like Fatboy Slim and Chemical hmm. Brothers and shit. Uh, what, what? That was my uh, edgy choices. As <laughs> I was gonna ask you what other music like you started with Weezer, but then like what else did you get into? I got into like pretty standard white guy music of the late 90s at sure. this time. Like after Weezer, I was very much like other huge bands to me or me- that meant a lot was Beck. I, like mm-hmm. Beck's Midnight Vultures, which I think is one of his like his third album. Yeah. That one is like one of the best albums like ever hit me. Like I saw his live show at Radio City uh, that year when I was like 17 and it fucking rolled. <laughs> Radiohead was a big band for me. I love those guys a lot. Uh, and then on the uh, I loved Queen Queen was like 
Queen was like the first band I ever got into because of, and like this is probably how Ramsey like even learned what music was. But like from the film Wayne's World, oh, yeah. I <laughs> heard the song Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, this song is amazing and kind of funny. And my aunt is like, the band is that sings it is great. Like they got lots of great songs. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and my aunt, and I, this is like what? Whatever year uh, Wayne's World came out, 92, 93 yeah. or whatever. Uh, I go to my aunt's house and she's like, her neighbor is like, loves Queen. And I'm like, she's like, I have two Queen albums, Killer Queen and uh, Classic Queen and Queen's Greatest Hits. Like the two kind of greatest hits albums, Maroon and Blue, that were out in the 90s. And I was so impressed. I I can picture the Maroon one in my head. (laughs) Exactly. It's just got like a weird gold emblem and you're like, what is it? And then you put on the music and it's like, Princes of the Universe kicks off one of them and you're like, (laughs) these songs tell stories. I'm a kid. This rules. This is all like never ending story. The music. And then then my uh, my aunt's neighbor made me a two side tape. One side was Classic Queen. One side was Queen's Greatest Hits. I played all the way through my little fucking yellow Sony like sports boombox. Flip the tape, play it all the way through. Flip the tape, play it all the way. Like burning fucking holes. And th- but I, so Queen, Radiohead, Beck, uh, yeah. Weezer, and then like Dre, Snoop, Tupac, like all the big. I wasn't like I was always into like only alerted to mainstream music. I guess I am also talking about the internet doesn't exist at this point. <laughs> Correct my story. So to be fair, I'm not that unplugged. I'm like as plugged in as a kid can be. Yeah, that. exactly. In the late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, like, I wasn't reading Spin magazine at like <laughs> in, in ninth grade or whatever, but yes. I, I kinda was. <laughs> well that but, makes sense for But I was you. a nerd. <laughs> I was a nerd I, about music. I was reading the Monsters Manual and the Dungeon Master's Guide yeah. and the Player's Handbook. <laughs> I I actually I did actually I was as like I remember in sixth grade, I was subscribed to Rolling Stone and Spin Magazine and would read them cover to cover like a literal like small child psychopath. Like, uh, if you want to talk in small child magazine subscriptions, when there was a time in my life when I, when I first started having a job when I was like fourteen or fifteen babysitting, and my, I would be like, "Mom, if I give you eighteen dollars, I can have magazines for a year." And I always thought that was like an investment to me. Yeah. I was like. Twenty dollars, I'll just blow in the next two weeks. Yeah. But if I buy a magazine every month, I'll get something to the house. That and is I was true. Like, yeah, it's, it's and it's fucking cool when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. something comes with your name on it means people so much. People still love subscription it's services. It's the same mentality, right? Exactly. You just want the club. You want the feeling of yeah. like, oh, like I as a person who has a Patreon podcast, like that's the psycholo- psychology behind Patreon. Yeah, it's like. You're like, are you in the club? Yeah, I'm listening to uh, Ramsey and Heather's podcast. It's like, are you gold tier? It's $8. <laughs> it's like, no, but I want to be. You know, it's like that level of fandom shit. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It does uh, work. Uh, what was your subscription to? I got to know. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, quick aside, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here. Great song, but potentially one of the skips. It's Ooh. one of the longer mm. songs. It's and- maybe my it's one of my favorites. Ooh, okay. But okay. <laughs> no, I'm just I think it kind of makes sense because I also think it's one of the more emo ones. Uh, that, yes, and that's probably and why I'm I emo. dislike it. Yes, <laughs> okay, and that explains. Yeah, that explains. I, like, why. I did, like this is one of my absolute favorites. Like Weezer songs, period. Like it's definitely probably top five Weezer songs for me. Oh hell yeah! I love it. Uh, but I know that's a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, very much. If someone was like, oh, one song from the Blue Album, you said the world has turned left me here, you would get like the everyone turning back to go, I'm yeah. sorry, follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, muscle and Fit, I'm 13 years old. Muscle and Fitness Magazine, <laughs> Men's Health Magazine, Black Belt Magazine, and Bodyboarding Magazine. Oh the, boogie bo- the only boogie boarding magazine. And I thought it was crazy because it only did 10 issues a year. And I'm like, how do they choose which months not to come? Turns out, winter. <laughs> when oh. people aren't boogie boarding as much. <laughs> sure. Sure. I don't but know. That wh- gives you a good... That kind of unlocks my entire personality as you go. <laughs> if, if only I knew about, like... Like if, if comic books, magic cards, and D and D cards, and Star Wars also came in uh, magazine sure. subscriptions, you would just get my entire like, oh, the Scholastic Book Club just is my fucking uh, personality to my Myers Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, just men's health as a thirteen-year-old is very <laughs> funny to me. I, I'm not sure. Like, were you growing up? Like, the girls would read Cosmo and the boys would read like whatever we wanted, yeah. and the 
the Cosmo would always have like the, in hindsight these like weirdly missed like put a scrunchie around the base of his penis to enhance orgasm always. and I'm like Insane I haven't things. even gotten a woman hasn't even touched my dick yet and I'm like that sounds like it could be fun and then Men's Health Magazine had sort of the same things where yeah. I'd be like fish oil is good for your cartilage and I'd be like yeah it's like and you gotta be careful with your blood pressure I'd be like yup <laughs> meanwhile I'm just like ostensibly you know male gazing male bodies mm-hmm. the whole time as a young hetero boy it's such a weird angle for me I mean, Cosmo's the same for girls, though, too. Right. It's yeah, just, like, hot true. ladies on the cover. That's true. Yeah, it's, like, aspirational know. in a yeah. way. Yeah. And, like, muscle yeah. and fitness lives in this weird zone where I can instantly call up, like, that yellow typeface the logo. Font? Where it looks yes. like a comic book, almost. Like, X- yes. X-Men. It could say, like, you know, ma- Might and Magic or Sword and Sorcery <laughs> yeah. or something like that in that same font. And I would have just grabbed it off the shelf, too. <laughs> Well, Ramsey, what were your subscriptions as a child? Oh, well, obviously Wizard Magazine and Disney Adventures. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't... Wizard Magazine's a real thing? It's a comic yeah, book price and that's the, it's, it's, oh. the most, it's the worst magazine to have because it just tells you how little your collection is worth. That's overall. right. <laughs> and you do not need as frequent updates as you think you do of Wizard Magazine. Oh, my God. Ooh, Fantastic Four number 12 is down to 10 cents this month. <laughs> It had, like, the little stock market arrows next to it, if I remember. This makes so much sense Uh, for you. (laughs) I'm losing money hand over fist with my Dark Seed uh, origin comic. Mom, we got to buy low, sell high. (laughs) I got (laughs) to... What are these Jim Lee cover 1B? I need some 1As in here. Both Ramsey and I did the same thing. Tried to make jokes about that using the mapping game of comic books, uh, the comic book price market over the stock market, and neither of us knew uh, enough about stock market to reference this that at correct. all. It correct. was all, for me, I was like, X-Men, blah, blah, and I'm like, I don't even know, bull market, bear market, I don't know. <laughs> uh, shorting? I'm going to short these? Yeah, just showed my hand of how <laughs> broke and dumb I've been for 30 years. But uh, we invested our money in UCB to learn those skills, so <laughs> yeah. there's that. Well, I'll always have UCB to go to. Wait, no, sorry. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Cocktail time. Nope. No, no one can go anywhere now. It's fine. That's true. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I, I'm not missing out on anything. Everyone's missing out on stuff, that's except true. for everyone I see who's doing stuff, other than them. <laughs> I have friends who live in like a different world than I live in, like straight up, like family members who are just like at casinos traveling around the country <laughs> oh, like, me and my wife are like the guy dropped the groceries off I'm like keep the door shut until he's 12 feet away you know it's like <laughs> completely different worlds mm-hmm. we live. I I like I, it makes me feel really crazy like I I do leave the house and for New Year's I quarantined got tested and same thing all my friends did and a, gr- a small group of us went and got a house for New Year's we got back we quarantined we tested and I have a friend who in that time Flew from New York to Miami, partied, flew from there to D.C. Why, why are you in D.C. right now? Uh, don't, sh- don't ask any more follow-up yep. questions. Yeah. <laughs> and then flew back to New York. I was just like, ma'am, what world do you live in? I'm so confused. Woo. Woo. Like, like the amount of preparation that had, I didn't even leave the state. The amount of preparation that got, went into me getting in a car was so much. <laughs> <laughs> and people are getting on plane. Oh, my goodness. It really, Yikes. I've been stressed about this. <laughs> where, uh, where are we at song-wise? So we are on the fourth song. So I mean, Buddy this. Alley. I don't, I don't know how anyone wouldn't know this song at this point, but like, it is a funny. It is funny to me that this was their most popular, probably song ever, right? Does that feel yeah, fair? Yeah, maybe. Because it's like, it's not that good. <laughs> oh wow! Now, it's objectively catchy yes like it's objectively an earworm like not in the not in the like in the way that 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS is catchy you know what I mean sure it's not not catchy because it's like beautiful and soothing it's catchy because it's like what the fuck like it's got such a specific sound that is true it's got like the other thing for me sorry and it's triggering now when I was younger the lyrics are very crystal clear in this song too which for our generation that music was like very hard uh to kind of hear uh, the lyrics because it was either screaming or hip hop was fast or uh, rock and roll was old and the, you don't understand. This one, he's like, 
You know, ooh wee ooh, you look like just just like Buddy Holly. Oh oh, and a Mary Tyler Moore. And you yeah. have no idea what any of that means. None. But you're like, I know all those phrases. I know what those words mean. I can just sing it. And who cares if I don't know what it means? That's fair. I and it's not even. I don't even like dislike it. Like I do right. still neither. like it. But it's it's just like pretty low on my list of Weezer songs. Like this song, way above Buddy Holly. Way um, better than yeah. Buddy Holly. And this was like the B side to. But this was like another Earl, right. Or is it only in dreams? Which one of these? Let's like, see. One of those popped off next after this, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, this is the one that I feel like everyone would play in college on a guitar in 100%. my college. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sure. So I, this I was actually the, the first single. This was uh-huh. a single before Buddy Holly. Hmm. Ah, that makes sense. I believe that. And the video. Because this is like the next song I knew about, I felt like. That makes sense. I, it, the video for this one's a lot less intricate, but still Spike Jones, right? I don't remember. I think. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, but Let Spike did a few of their yeah. early ones, right? So, hold on, I'm clicking through here. Undone. Was... It's funny to think about. You say Spike Jones, he fits that Venn diagram of Weezer and Beastie Boys too, mm-hmm. which are like True. that white, nerdy suburban sort of like speaking to two different in two different styles to like sort of the same sort of attitude. And it's funny right. that Spike Jones locked in because it is sort of like skateboard energy a little bit it's too, true. Of like sort of like subculture, uh, outcasty energy. Not the band Outcast, but out being outcasted. <laughs> yeah. So th- it was a it was a Spike <laughs> yes. Jones directed video for this. Is the song Buddy Holly exclusively because Rivers has those glasses? Like, would that have been written without the black frames? It's a great question. That's what I always thought. That's also part why it stuck with you as a kid, because you're like, oh, the guy with Buddy Holly glasses, and that's you only know that expression because your mom said it right. one time when she saw sure. the music video. And <laughs> then you're like, oh, and they sing a song called Buddy Holly. This, I was so into Weezer, I, when my mom's friend had Buddy Holly CD that she was like stacked up, like, and I was like, yeah. oh, are you listening to this? She's like, no. I'm like, can I borrow this? I want to hear about don't know any songs by Buddy Holly. I'm, I've been singing his name for five years. That's <laughs> why I'm like three years. That's why I'm like I put it on. I'm like, oh, this stuff is cat. Okay, now I know who Buddy Holly is. It's true. Uh, uh, it feels like and Ramsey, based on what you just said earlier, you can attest to this. Maybe uh, the Simpsons taught me like everything I know about like society, like art and references. Where I'd yep. be like, Dad, what is that? And he's like, That's called Clockwork Orange. And I'd be like, Okay, I'll look up what that is someday. You know, yep. G- get my end card CD out and go for it. <laughs> Uh, except for the dad part, uh, it was more <laughs> just. Yeah, I should. I, I made it sound like my dad was helpful too. I, he was alive for a while, uh-huh. not anymore. Don't worry. Uh, but <laughs> woo, he's not coming in here anytime. He better not be. This is a great uh, riff right here. Uh, I'm. I love this song. I always hated the people talking. Yes. You hate people talking in any song. It's though. true. This this yeah. is what inspired that hatred, I think. All right. When they play this song live and they're just fucking going crazy at this point, it's fucking good, man. <laughs> they're, I've seen them live a shit ton, and they are good live. They put on a show. They put on a heck of a. I saw them with the Get Up Kids in oh, New, wow. in New York City in the year ninety nine or two thousand. That- oh, it's two thousand because I went the next night to the Pepsi arena and saw them or two nights later and saw them at the Pepsi arena in Albany. Uh, and then my best friend who I was with there, who we were both into Weezer at the time and D and D like as you are when you're 13, mm-hmm. your best friends into the exact same hobbies all the way down the line. He got fucking meningitis and went into a coma. He got it at, he, he, he possibly got it at this concert. What? All of SUNY Albany, all of uh, the people all had to get like, uh, including myself and everyone who was at the concert, had to go get like emergency like antibiotics oh my as my friend slipped into a coma. It was crazy. And I, fr- <laughs> I should have connected this to Weezer a little earlier. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Weezer is stuck in my heart because my best friend went to a coma <laughs> when I was a freshman in college. And because he went to New Paltz and I went to Marist, he was in a hospital in Poughkeepsie. Oh. And his, because he went under it when he went back to school and my mom. Um, his mom was up here, and she would come to the school, pick me up, a freshman at my new school, be like, we're going out drinking. I'm like, I'm going to the hospital to see my childhood best friend. He just got out of a coma. And I just go, and it was like such a weird experience. So instantly adult, I'm like away from my mom for the first time, and I'm like visiting my peer, someone my age, not a grandma, not a mom yeah, with right. suffering from breast cancer. And, I'm, and 
And I was just like, holy shit. And so Weezer brought us into that mess. And then, of course, since we're fucking, at the time, 18-year-olds, yeah. and we're both into all getting into, he introduced me to Radiohead and all these other types of music. But fucking Weezer was like, we were like, we are fans. Dude, we almost <laughs> died at their concert. We literally yeah. almost died. His car broke down on the drive back, and we had to be towed by a flatbed tow. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, I can't fit you both in there. He's like, it's illegal, but I don't care. We sat in his, my buddy's Jetta. Shout out to Brian Sanford. Nearly died, I should say his name at least. Uh, <laughs> we sat in his fucking 89 Jetta on the roof of a fucking pickup truck, just driving all the way oh back God. from Albany to his school. It's like This is the stuff that happens in upstate New York, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> And unbalanced to me, like five hours later, he would be like, I don't feel so good. Maybe I should call like the hospital or whatever. And that's Great. when your men's fitness reading kicked in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, allow me to administer fish oil, creatine, and DHEA. And important one, supplement. One scrunchie. IGF factor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put this around the base of your cock. This I, is I, a, I was screaming for like 10 minutes. I screamed through Surf Wax America. It's, I can't believe it. It's a good one. This is a less important part of that story, but the the larger arena show that you saw with Weezer. Do you remember who else opened that show? Uh, was it Ozma and, and Get Up saves, Kids? And Saves the Day. Oh, saves the Day, right, yes. I went to that show in Scranton. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I knew. That was the first time I also saw Weezer, was that probably the night before you. No one got meningitis at my show that I am aware of. Uh, this uh, was a little bit later. I think this has come up on the show before. I saw them with Angels and Airwaves. Insane, insane. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that is a weird one. I saw them with Dashboard Confessional at, at Jones Beach. Wow. Yeah. I also wait. I feel like I also saw them. I feel like I saw them at University of Buffalo with Dashboard at one point. I mean, that it was, was probably a, all the same tours. You went to the downstate one. I went. We went to the upstate. Yeah, exactly. One. <laughs> they probably made the stop near the city, which is where I lived. Exactly. And somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Albany, Buffalo area. Exactly. <laughs> So related to Upstate, because that's what half this podcast is about, Ramsey. I did go onto the Buddy Holly Wikipedia page individually for the entry. And there is a bunch of different versions that they've released of this album, of course. And there are several that have live versions of Buddy Holly that were recorded at what is now Water Street Music Hall, which was my college venue. I assume you frequently went there as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Who knew? Recorded there in November of 94. Hmm. Love Um, that. So as you heard, I was a bot, a boogie boarder. Yeah. I always aspired to be a surfer uh, because the cooler kids surfed. Uh, I would eventually in high school start surfing and then become a beach lifeguard mm-hmm. and surf while I... So, and I was playing D&D, which is uh, is featured in the lyrics of In the Garage. And Ooh. X-Men is also featured in the lyrics of... So hearing these songs when you're a kid and the guy who's singing them are into the same thing as you, it's like, it's not about drinking gin and juice, which is a fun, catchy song. Someday I will be very into that. <laughs> but at, right now at 13, yeah. it's not on my radar as yep. much. So this stuff hit me. And to hear like an adult and then... You realize all the baggage that comes with that. You're like, this adult has the same viewpoints as me, and I'm yeah. a 13-year-old boy. Yeah. And you're like, this guy is amazing. I must be so mature. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you're a freak. Now I get it. <laughs> uh, this was the other single, and I feel like this – I actually take it back. I feel like this was played more often at college parties mm. than sweater song yes. now that we're getting into it. I mean, this is certainly easier, I assume. <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's also easier to drunk scream the chorus. Yes. This this is a fucking killer. This and My Name is Jonas, both very solid yeah. karaoke songs. Yeah. Uh, people people know the lyrics. It's very screamy, so you don't need to be that talented. Right. And, yeah. Uh, key to a good uh, karaoke song, and Weezer brings the hammer on that. Nothing's over four minutes. Nothing to stress about. Not, you only got to be out there for a couple of minutes. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, there's no so weird instrumental ones? breakdown in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then for even the one, like, saying ain't so, like, the riff, you could, like, air guitar so easy. Like, <laughs> everyone can. It's like, and you can headbang to it. It's like, yeah. 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 Wayne's rolled it. Like, yeah, you could just wait. And, and it fucking, it hits. It's got, it's like very, it's very vibable. Yeah, I really I might do. Be getting drunk. <laughs> I really do miss though uh, at karaoke the panic that comes across someone's face when they get to the middle part of a song and it just says like twenty seven bar instrumental oh, sure. break and they're just like, oh, oh god. There's so many songs that I thought I knew and loved and that I realized I didn't. I only know one verse of. Oh. So many songs. Yeah. I'm like, this is the biggest song for my childhood. They put it on. I'm like, 
huh? <laughs> when you see all the lyrics, yeah. you're like, I don't remember yeah. those two passages. <laughs> yeah, I, I, must, I instantly am calling up uh, an entire room discovering that the N-word is in uh, Oliver's Army uh, by Elvis Costello. Which <laughs> 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 just, yes. just really brought the room down. <laughs> Picturing the type of crowd that would have Elvis Costello chosen on karaoke, not the same crowd uh, comfortable with that word. Being I'll just uh, pull the blue album art up again. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get the gist. Yeah. Father. Although I feel like I did karaoke with you at one point, Ramsey, and you did put on like Tears in Heaven. That's right. And Is then that... okay. And then jumped out the window. Yeah. So really. Ramsey's going for like the real Shut that window. Yeah. real crowd pleasers. I wanted to go home. <laughs> Fair enough. We all did then. Well, once you start singing Tears from Heaven, we all want to leave. Yeah. No. Uh, that, and if you're doing this song in karaoke and you don't go up to the oldest dude or luck, like, unfor- like if your dad is still alive and he happens to be in the room and you don't scream like father, stepfather <laughs> into their fucking face. You're missing out. I, I, I do want to know how many people are karaoke-ing with their fathers. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who's not. <laughs> Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. If I went to a karaoke bar with my dad, he would be like, I'm, I'll am i wait in the car. <laughs> yeah. My dad would be like, oh, you've tricked me with the word bar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just an alcoholic. I don't like fun. I don't like this part at all. Uh-uh. I'm not a fun alcoholic. That would be, if my dad was alive and self-aware, he'd say, I'm not a fun alcoholic, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm an angry, sad one. <laughs> I just have to tell my dad it's a show that I need him to get me into because I'm too young, and then he might still do it. He, he was good about that. <laughs> Be like, I'm 17, I can't go to this bar, can you please take me? <laughs> my first job was, uh, my first like big full-time job was a lifeguard, and then senior year, summer after senior year, I got a job at a Jones Beach lifeguard, which was like a job a lot of adults had. Yep. So it was like, it paid 14 or $16 an hour to start in 1999, wow. and, I, and it was like so, and me and my buddy... We had our fir- we just got cars and now we have jobs and a commute. We're driving all the way out to the end of the island to Hexer State Park where we first started lifeguarding. And this, you I'm know, trying to pull up my, my Long Island geography in my head. It, it basically <laughs> is like uh, one time I went to an Islanders game. <laughs> and all right, okay, yeah. So I live. Uh, I, I grew up like uh, five miles south of uh, uh, Nassau Coliseum. And okay. uh, then I ended up, at, which is one mile north of Jones Beach Amphitheater, which is, you know, 30 miles west of Hexter State Park. So you drive. One of my out- best friends is from Babylon? Yes, that's okay, the end okay. of the Long okay. Island Railroad. Okay. It starts at Rockville Center, Baldwin, Freeport, Merrick, Belmore, Wanto, Seaford, Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Amityville, Lindenhurst, Copeg, and Babylon. Oh, <laughs> okay. The stops. All that right. is a. A character I play, <laughs> aka the only character I ever play on a podcast. That's his catchphrase, so I don't want you to think I'm smart or uh, have a good memory. <laughs> Still fun to I see mean, in person. You, That's fine. You did memorize <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, but we would drive to Hexer State Park, and this was a rap. Mix CDs were just becoming like e- something that was e- CDRs were just becoming Ugh. easy to do. It was so my we peak so- era. It was CDRs. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that was my peak music listening to. Someone be like, I'd be like, dude, I found 16 uh, songs that all are a girl's first name. Like, <laughs> yes! It would be shit oh, like that, and I'd be so proud CDR. of myself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we didn't go full CDR yet, so we would have like albums that we liked, and this album, you could play the full thing while speeding, and it would never end before you got... like. <laughs> oh. it, it, you would never miss the end of it. Like You'd pull into the parking lot, and some of Only in Dreams would be left. Because it's yeah. also eight minute catch all yeah. at the end, so you could just be like, so. But I have a distinct memory. I'll shout out my buddy Joe, who I used to commute with. This say it ain't so was blasting in his '87 Chevy Blazer. Car's a piece of shit. <laughs> We're going fucking ham. He starts like punching the roof to like to that beat, and the fucking uh, like tarpy thing the cloth <laughs> drops oh, and it's like on our heads like a like a parachute game in gym and he's like i can't see and we're going 85 miles oh an hour uh, down the fucking southern state parkway so we lift it up and we're like oh that fucking ruled man holy shit like punched the roof so hard it like caved in on us and we were like rock weezer fucking rocks we're talking to each other like pumped 
the, uh, whatever the, in the garage is on next. It's it's slowly, and we're like, all right, we did it. And then next thing you know, a fucking explosion of blood and feathers hits the windshield. Like this was back to back, two ins. Like we, a seagull just was evis- oh uh, evaporated off the front of my friend's car. Oh just my god! All, truly, all that was left was blood and feathers and we were like oh. <laughs> we pulled over to the side of the highway we were like all right we dodged two bullets back to back i have all these crazy weezer and memories you have that so I've much trauma triggered. associated with this band yeah. we're really unlocking something for you here <laughs> okay so and i don't know if this is connected at all when i was a kid rivers cuomo kidnapped me and broke my legs with a ball peen hammer <laughs> okay yeah, right. but i don't that. know if that has anything bearing on all this but if it was before oh, 94 the then no yeah right. <laughs> i do okay so you have You've seen Saves the Day, and you did mention Get Up Kids, and you are from Long Island. Were I've you seen Ozma, Oz, Ozma as well. To give yes, Ozma. And Dashboard. <laughs> yeah, and Dashboard. So were you into, like, the other Long Island bands of the early 2000s that we have obviously covered on this podcast? Um, I will say I was not into them because I wasn't really into the hardcore scene, like, yeah. the, uh, a lot. but all my friends were, so yeah. I know all the names of, yeah. like, but, like, I also have been in a ton of cars while people sang yeah. along to AFI, Glassjaw, yeah. um, I for, I, all these, I forget the other names, but I also went to the drummer from Movie Life's wedding. Uh, the Movie Life oh. was like a band that was a rap. Yeah. Oh, weird, weirdly enough, the band, the Movie Life is a Long Island based rock yeah. and roll band. If people don't know it, they they had some pop, people were into them. We've done, outside- we've done I Am the Avalanche on this show, which is Vinny's newer band, but we haven't oh. actually done Movie Life. I, Vinny, I love Vinny. And Vinny's the lead singer, right? Yes. Okay. So, and he, at least when I, when I remember him from, super handsome. Uh, Jet Black. Harris. I love him. <laughs> yeah. He's a hot guy. So, so, my best girlfriend at the time, her sister was marrying the drummer from the movie life. Okay. Um, and so, she was the maid of honor, and she's like, I, I get to bring a date. Like, you want to come with me? And I had a crush on her. And I, so in hindsight, maybe she had a crush on me. I never fucking acted on it. Like, an, mm-hmm. I, like I did act on it way later and it worked and she did have a crush on me but at the time I just went to the wedding like a fucking sucker uh, fine but and I was just like uh, then oh alright fast forward to 2019 uh, yes. a group of Long Island guys I'm kind of friends with are like we're going to an Islanders game in Vegas you're a Vegas head do you want to come with I'm like That's oh yeah I'll go that'd be so fun a so bunch of many things together that I actively <laughs> avoid <laughs> yes <laughs> and meanwhile I'm like that's perfect for my personality <laughs> drinking tall boys while walking yes I love that <laughs> um, so we me hanging outside the concert and it's like oh you're from Long Island it's like yeah you ever listen to hardcore music I'm like no 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 but here's my classic Long Island sure. story I went to the drummer for movie and guys the other guy's like oh and now I was so fucked up and I'll just I could double check this because he's a friend of a friend he was like Vinny's my brother or I'm in the new band I'm in a band uh, with Vinny yeah. and that's his brother or whatever and it was some insane thing where I'm like what the fuck <laughs> how is this I'm at Islanders game oh and the and the highlight of the Islander game was the guy who invited me my friend got so hung over that he couldn't go to the Islander game so I went to uh, an Islander game with 11 guys from Long Island who are 40 something years old who I'd never met before <laughs> and I was like I guess I'm still going yeah and then we connected over the movie life and over Vinny's and I was like oh Vinny he's the hot one is what I said and that's why it all triggered it's right yeah. <laughs> it's right and Heather validated it Thank it's, it's correct yeah, no, that's, I uh, hate Las Vegas, and I have been to, I've been to multiple Islanders games. I don't know if they still are, but they were playing at Barclays, which is very yeah, close. Yeah. But I would go, I've been a few times when the Sabres played the Islanders, and it's, oh, it's a, a lot. It's not <laughs> oh, for we're me. Awful people. It's a lot. <laughs> Uh, the Islanders moved to Barclays the uh, like uh, season after I moved to uh, from right by Barclays to Long Island oh, uh, yeah. to uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. The second I moved to Los Angeles, I'm like, oh, that would have been fun. Yep. Not that I had money to go to a game <laughs> right. ever until yeah, you, this year. That's what. Right <laughs> well, they were very cheap at first, but I feel like <laughs> yeah. they're. I don't know. Well, yeah. The Long Islanders stopped going, so they had to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, I did not remember that, that this song is eight minutes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's too long. Real, just to talk about Holiday, because we, I think Holiday is the lowest key banger on the album. Okay. It's one. I think Holiday is the. What's the word I'm looking for? Like under. Underappreciated. Underrated. Underrated. <laughs> the most famous. Well. Expre- yeah. <laughs> Maybe you've heard the phrase a, a million times. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, that's the one. I think Holiday is very underrated. 
Like, I don't think a lot of people talk about it when they talk about Weezer songs, but it fucking rocks. And we're talking about track six through ten on the Blue Album are, to me, are all bangers all the way through. Mm-hmm. And fucking shooting all over the fucking genre map, I feel like, too. Even though it's all within, like, a five power chord world or whatever. But just, like, the style and the speed and the uh, uh, tempo and all that shit, it's just... They show you so much different shit in these five songs. And now that I'm saying this, and this is something I've never thought about before, my favorite songs at the groups at the time were like Beck, who also was kind of known for doing that, yep. Queen, mm-hmm. Radiohead. Huh. They sort of all deliver kind of all over the right. map in uh, like in like broad. I mean, they have a style, but they kind of like, this is the national, this is Kid A, this is OK Computer. Right. It goes, oh, weird. Maybe I'm just... You like diversity. Bored? Yeah. Yeah, I like I like diversity in my all-white recording <laughs> artist. <laughs> Fair I, enough. I just off of that, I want to say, like, this is an insane debut. Like, it's just packed yes. with great stuff. And I do want to ask, what were the what are the ones that you would skip? For me, it was always uh, 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 The World Has Turned and Left Me Here. I feel like... Rude as hell. Skippable. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what I'm it was specifically out of spite that you would skip it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Undone would maybe get skipped in the on car rides because, like, tough, tying in everything we've said today, it's got a little talking, it's got a slow start, it's a little overplayed, yeah. uh, you know, a little too guys in cardigans jamming on it in the foyer, and a little too talky up top. Too many titles. Get a little skip. Pick. And about a minute and a, about a minute and a half longer than all the other like the average length of the songs in the album. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to Only in Dreams, it's like it feels okay to land in this eight minute song where, like, if they put a slow fade on that started at like minute zero and just slowly went down over eight minutes, yeah. you'd be like, "That's a cool move. Like that would work for this." Just yeah. a long ass kind of lazy outro. I am curious when when do you guys think you listened to this album the most? Because it sounds like I don't know. Clearly for Ramsey, it wasn't when it came out. But like for me, I feel like my peak with Weezer was probably like 10th grade, which was probably like... 99? 2000. Same shit. 2000? Yeah. Close enough. Right. But yeah, so I, I feel like that was my peak. When I, listened to, I think that was around when I listened to it the most. It was like 98, 99. Yeah. Because, and I think solely for me, it's like 10th 10th grade for me this would be my senior year of high school yeah that's when i sort of just got slightly more autonomy in almost all my decision making sure because my parents my parents were mad strict and i was the oldest so like i didn't do a lot of stuff yeah so i feel like part of the reason why this song started playing all the time was like i got a boombox in my room my uh you know i got a car with a cd player like mm-hmm. shit like that but i and it it did seem to have in pop culture a long life, right? I absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah, and I think the that gulf between Pinkerton and the Green Album only helped it in a way where, like, yes, yes, because just two twenty, ten, two ten song albums yeah. plus a cute few beautiful B sides yeah. floating around out there. They can start to get once Kazaa starts popping off. Oh, <laughs> I miss like, Kazaa. Oh, I miss because I miss going like, oh, okay. Well, this one has just da- this one shifts to loud beeps in the God. middle. It's oh, kind of weird. It was the most disappointing something. thing. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, yeah. I, it only got more disappointing when you started downloading like, you know, uh, 500 meg porno movies. And you're like, <laughs> takes forever. And it's like, no, it's a single frame. That The thumbnail is just the entire. No. <laughs> you wasted so <laughs> long on dialogue. is corrupt. <laughs> yeah, no, I need to see Pam and Tommy Lee. Fuck. That's all that matters. <laughs> wow. We got Encarta. We got Pam and Tommy Lee. Yeah. Weezer is triggering mm-hmm. some real fucking flashbacks to me. <laughs> how, how could it not? Yeah. But Heather, you saying, when did you really listen to this the most? Really cracked something open for me because it. I didn't in seventh grade when the sixth or seventh yeah. grade when this came out immediately like know it by heart and stuff. No. I think it sit, sat in my bones for a while. And, and like you said, I think the lack of anything after Pinkerton, because I remember when Pinkerton came out, I gave money to a friend at school who walked past a record store uh, on her way home from school. And I'd be like, can you buy it for me on the way home and bring it to me tomorrow? Because my mom won't take me to the mall or whatever. And she did that and she brought it in. And it's like this chick. uh, Sorry, I'm 40. This woman, this girl, (laughs) uh, she's a twin. She's one of twins. (laughs) And she gave me a fucking, she gave me a CD. And I was like, I'm gonna go. I can't wait to go home and play this. And it was just like it felt like 
dazed and confused. You know, I, I, I didn't have that reference at the time. I have it now. Sure. But it's like a woman just gave me a disc and she's like, and I'm like, I'm so excited to listen to this. Thank you for picking this up for me. And it was just like this weird thing where I was like, and then you play that and that's all fucking bangers. And you're like, oh, these guys are great. And then when they're the only, you're like, they haven't turned on you yet. They yeah. haven't made their kingdom of the crystal skull. <laughs> you're like, all the Indiana Joneses rule. It's like, all the Star Wars rule. Oh, never mind, 99. <laughs> Rip that band-aid off. Not all the Star Wars rule. I, I, I do feel like it was the same for me, though, where it was like, yeah, like 10th grade, like I... Either I was driving or one of my friends was driving. I think the other trigger for me was I think I started hanging out with a lot of skaters mm. in 10th grade. Like, to go, like I literally do, like, my memories of this, a lot of it are someone having a boombox at the skate park, like, and listening to it, like, in groups or in cars with skaters. Like, for sure. A lot of 10th grade revolved around hanging out with dudes who skated. <laughs> Yeah, same for me. Yeah. 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. Uh, until we got cars, was a lot of skateboard to this yeah. place, skateboard to McDonald's, skateboard to this place where we shoplift from, skateboard sure. to so-and-so's house and play D&D. That yeah. was like our high school life. That, yeah. That's your map. And this <laughs> and this, this played fucking, this played a lot. And Heather, you're right. And it like, I think later on when you started to figure out my, at least and going specifically for me and my friends, like as you got to be 16, 17, 18, even the so- this songs you listen to when you were 13 or 14, now you can like attach an identity yes. to them because you have like that age where you're like, my taste is my personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So you're like, and yes. then like, you're like, well, I haven't heard that much new music between 93 and 99. <laughs> and and you're I'll like, you th- you're like, maybe I had a breakup too yeah, for yes, someone I, I dated for four, right. four days. <laughs> or a girl who liked me, uh, who I liked, who never talked to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like you learn yeah. all those different energies and you're like, I'm an adult man and this music represents my beliefs. <laughs> or yeah. I'm an adult person and this music represents yeah. my beliefs. Yeah. What, I mean, so then you start listening to it way more and you start like, kicking back and being like fuck yeah yeah Man, you do gotta keep them separate. <laughs> <laughs> sorry now did auto started playing i don't know how to make spotify not autoplay and it's always a real journey of what it's gonna autoplay <laughs> next for me uh, i can't figure out how to get spotify to just have for me to pick the next song to come up in the playlist like a dj every time i'm like cue up next click and I click on something it just like immediately starts playing and everyone's like oh come on i'm like no 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 i just want this to come next you're gonna love it <laughs> you're gonna love it when that happens yeah, and not be me. mad at me <laughs> yeah not 80 seconds earlier you're flipping out on me no trust me if you waited 80 more seconds it would have been perfect <laughs> been great um i yeah that was like a real like i in my head i could envision all the places i was listening to that album it's very nostalgic for sure yeah. oh this definitely reminded me of high school it was two men screaming nope. uh, while i'm trying to explain <laughs> i actually also know the band like, we're talking uh, about kitty pride here come on <laughs> keep your makeup on the shelf <laughs> <laughs> i thought i want a girl who lasts for no one else was so romantic when i was 13 and then my now wife uh, we met and became friends in college and she had a Weezer shirt on when I met her mm-hmm. in my comm principles class sophomore year and she's hot and she was hot then too and she had on a Weezer t-shirt and I was like like zoned in Done. like yeah. immediately it's like the W is on her breast so I'm like this is everything and I'm 20 I'm 19 or 20 now and I'm like this works <laughs> I'm gonna marry you uh, but she, we would like play the music. We play Weezer together, and she'd be like, "This song is so fuck." And she'd talk to me about it, and I had never thought about jealousy yeah. as anything but romance. I had the exact like, same experience of, like, with my indicative, girlfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah indic- and she was like, "No," she's like, "That's fucking crazy." I want. I wear my makeup for me. And I was like, oh, and I'm 19 learning these life lessons. Thank God I learned it from her. You know what I mean? I was like, not like finding out a girl breaks up with me because she's like, you bring my lipstick with you when you go away. <laughs> I mean, I do think, though, like, uh, even as a even as a woman, I do think like there's no way I fucking knew this when I started listening to it. And like I said, I, right. I came up listening to pop punk like I love Blink-182. Like, come on. Right. Like, ha- <laughs> this is not like female positive music in the 90s. So it's like... <laughs> Even even though I did listen to like Liz Fair and stuff, I still like those lessons weren't ingrained, and so I still feel like I still even had to figure it out at like nineteen of like, oh wait, that's that's not good. I don't <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't I remember know. the first time I thought 
as my, I've, I love El Scorcho is one of my favorite Weezer songs. And the first time I was like, God damn you half Japanese girls. That is a strange thing to say. <laughs> it feels like, <laughs> and I don't, and I didn't know why. And now just, you know, living in 2020, you're like, I know why you probably yeah. should have never said that. <laughs> yeah. That tracks. Damning a person based on <laughs> half of their lineage. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Not great. <laughs> no, um, not cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So is this something that you go back to regularly in whatever the, I forgot what year it was from and it's 2021 in the current time. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, not, not so much, not so much to be honest. Every once in a while, like on long road trips, I feel like you always get to like, you get to it. Fun, like, you get <laughs> yeah. to, like yeah. let's put this on. It'll be 50 minutes and we'll fucking go fucking yeah. ha- and not, it'll be 40 minutes probably. Yeah. And you'll be like, Oh, it's fucking great. You just bang. It's like revitalizes you energy wise. And it's like, Usually driving around with people who are in their late thirties, early forties, yeah. so we all know it. You know? Nope. Yeah, so, uh, but not a lot of revisiting. No, you know, now I'm like more learning more about music, but like retro, like retroactively learning about genres of music that I was really it like. Turns out I I really like synth stuff. I just like missed it all. Oh. So like now I'm like retroactively listening to a lot of stuff like that, and I've always been into hip hop, but. Uh, I was always kind of stuck on like the East Coast, West Coast, late 90s, early 2000s days. And then in the last couple of years, I've gotten into like the new crop of hip hop and like been listening to a lot more of the new shit. So like that's where my music taste, at least my music research taste has been headed is I listen to wordless scores while I write and read during the day and then choose uh, audiobooks, podcasts or Hip hop and other synth new wave music uh, to listen to. For, uh, uh, again, when I stuff I'm learning and liking, but part of me still goes back to other music I can't stop listening to. Is more so than Weezer, I go back to like my mid twenties New York. I was into like I guess it was called indie music at the time, which sure. is kind of not the right label, but yeah. like Arcade Fire mm. of Montreal TV yeah. on the radio, like that sort of and. Would you be surprised this guy whose other bands he loves are Radiohead, blah, blah, also fell in love with Arcade Fire. <laughs> These bands Weird. that sound yeah. big and have a lot of different tastes. and stuff. Like, so those that music I revisit even more than Weezer, I feel like, because that's music I was into with a more slightly mature taste and now totally. my taste is even more right. mature. So I'm like, actually, this is really good. Still fucking bangers. Uh, Arcade Fire still holds up hard. Yeah, a lot of it... I- it sounds like going back and like you're able to now like understand it on a dip, deeper l- level as well with all of this stuff like just the cycles right, of your yeah. of your musical taste here and it's all because of wikipedia <laughs> yeah, thank you wikipedia i will send you 217 i promise you show me the number it, it's humiliating that i haven't donated it yet yeah that's true <laughs> i use wikipedia more than almost anything else the other day i just reread like chapter summaries of a book I read a long time ago <laughs> on Wikipedia. I'm like, this is so dumb. This is such an insane misuse of my time. I gotta pay these motherfuckers. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh boy. Well thank you so much yeah, this for bringing great. us this nostalgia trip. <laughs> oh uh, thank you for letting me come on and shout nostalgic bullshit at strangers. It's literally this whole podcast premise. <laughs> fair, yeah. fair, true, true. <laughs> You're aka you're asking mm-hmm. for it. literally yes we literally, well, literally asked you, sent you. Me an email. we yeah. literally asked you this is the part of this is like the entire like part of my personality the overconfidence to be an extreme extrovert mm-hmm. and then the uh, 90 minutes in to go oh my god was i annoying was i weird <laughs> forgetting that we like my confidence just i mean imme- yeah exactly you're like no you're doing us a favor you're a professional podcast you came on our podcast <laughs> yes, thank you like, right <laughs> Yes. Got it. <laughs> yeah. hey, you're welcome. <laughs> I flip all the way around. You're welcome. I want to come back on. Real Alec Baldwin is Trump move. Oh, God. Yikes. Um, okay. Well, where can people find you not on our podcast doing all your other things? <laughs> uh, I'm at Gabris on all social media. I have a podcast called High and Mighty, which is just a chat show that all the you can cherry pick episodes based on the guest and or topic depending on your thing and then i have if you have five dollars a month to spare and you are uh, a diehard action movies fan 
uh, not Die Hard movies specifically, but <laughs> a big fan of action movies. Uh, I have a podcast called The Action Boys that I host with uh, two other comedians, Ben Rogers and Ryan Stanger, where we review action movies. Every episode is longer than the runtime of the movie <laughs> itself. It's not a positive thing. And uh, like we did a three hour and 40 minute episode on the movie Firewalker, which is oh a like, my God. Indiana Jones knockoff knockoff starring Chuck Norris and Lou Gossett Jr. Oh it's a Canon Films OG. Beautiful. Um, so... It's not for everyone, arguably not for you, but we do have some free episodes. If you, if anyone wants to give it a listen and give a taste, I would love for you to check that out. I think we're doing some strong stuff over there. That's and then fun. I have the Gino Lombardo show, which is on Stitcher Premium, spinoff of a character I've been doing on Comedy Bang Bang for a few years. And I'm just, and this is, again, not a pitch in a positive way, but for me, it's like, I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want over there. So I think it's absolutely funny. <laughs> And if your sense of humor sometimes lines up with mine, you might also like the show. The <laughs> but again, please do not come for me when you listen to these and go, why? These were bad. <laughs> this is not at all. As no, it's not at all similar to this podcast. It's not at all similar to most people's tastes. So I'm just pre-warning you. <laughs> but those are my plugs. <laughs> Ramsey, how about you? <laughs> oh, you can find me at Ramsey ESS. And of course, this podcast. Heather, how about you? You can find me at Heather Shea, S-H-A-E, and that's that's it. That's all I do. <laughs> I don't do anything else. Uh, you can find everything at ifyourelistening.com. You'll find our Twitter, our playlists. Uh, give us a review. We love it. Uh, it makes us uh, smile from ear to ear when we get those five stars. We love them. We eat them up. <laughs> Very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough please, yet. Not enough please. right now. <laughs> Starving. Um, Keep them coming. <laughs> uh, I think that's it then. Bye. 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 <laughs>